Well, happy Wednesday to you. Despite the plummet in the temperature, I trust that you're remembering that this is a day that the Lord has made. And despite its cold, He wants us to receive it with thanksgiving, even if it has interrupted our early spring. Well, this week's question for the pastor is a very practical one. And here it is. How should we pray for Israel? I can think of a more practical question right now. I look forward to responding to that and sharing other announcements. This is your Midweek Connection, February the 28th, 2024. Well, here are this week's announcements. Number one, Easter Choir. Our music director, Will Lops, uh, would like to have a choir as part of this year's Easter celebration. And Easter comes early this year, March the 31st. And so if we're going to have an Easter Choir, then we need to get right on it. So if you would like to be part of an Easter Choir, then I'm going to ask you to contact our uh, office uh, assistant, Zan Taylor. Her email and her phone number have been there on the screen. So please reach out to her and let her know of your interest in participating. Now the deadline for registering for the Easter Choir is Friday, March the 8th. So we need to get right on that. Now Will has three Sunday rehearsals planned. Right after the right following the morning worship gathering on March the 10th, 17th, and 24th, and then he has one Saturday rehearsal uh, scheduled for March the 30th at 10 a.m. Again, we need to know of your desire to be part of the Easter choir, so please reach out to Zan by March the 8th. Number two, homeless kits. This past Sunday, our youth group assembled homeless survival kits that can be put in your car to be given to someone in need when you encounter them. Uh, the kits include things like socks and soap, shampoo, a poncho, toothpaste, toothbrush, and a small New Testament Bible. The youth group spent time handing these kits out but they have some left over. So if you're interested in putting a few of these in your car, there will be a table in the cafe on Sunday where you can pick one or several up. And finally, men's breakfast is coming up again Saturday, March 16th at 8 a.m. in the community room. Our newly affirmed elder Dick Dayton will be the speaker, and his topic is prioritize a healthy pace. That's an important topic. So I will invite you to use the link provided in this Friday's email blast to register. Well, that's it for this week's announcements. Now, on to questions for the pastor. Well, this week's question for the pastor comes from a member who asks, how specifically should we pray for Israel? Well, that's a great question, so let's dive right in. 
You know, Israel has a long history of being hated by the world. The Old Testament is filled with accounts of Israel's neighbors and even some nations who were not their neighbors plotting and carrying out plans that seek to destroy her. No other nation in all of history has had to fight as hard as Israel has for their right to be recognized as a legitimate people and nation. And they do have a right to exist because they are the special creation of Yahweh and they have a right to live on the land that he gave to their ancestors as an inheritance forever. Now, it's true that it was Yahweh himself that drove them out of their land and scattered them among the nations because of their continued sin against him, primarily that of idolatry. But Yahweh also promised that a day would come when he would gather them again in the land that he gave them. And on May the 14th, 1948, the provisional government of Israel proclaimed a new state of Israel. And on that same day, President Truman of the United States recognized them as a sovereign nation once more. Now, since that date, Israel has had to fight and scratch for every inch of ground and every day of peace that they've enjoyed, and there have not been that many. But with each conflict, whether it be waged on the battlefield or in the halls of the United Nations, Israel has prevailed because Yahweh, their God, has gone before them. Now, as I said, there have been wars and conflicts too many to count in this context today. But arguably, there has never been an attack on Israel like the one on October the 7th, 2023. On that day, the terrorist group Hamas came across the border from Gaza and committed atrocities against Israel that are beyond comprehension. They raped women. They burned whole families alive. They took civilians hostage, and they even murdered helpless babies. More than 1,300 Israelites were killed. Now, this, of course, has resulted in an all-out assault by Israel on Gaza to defeat Hamas and to remove them from that region. And this, of course, has plunged the region into severe fighting that has seen thousands of innocent civilians, both in Israel and Gaza, killed. So, how do we pray specifically for Israel and, yes, for Gaza as well. Well, let's begin with Psalm 122, a psalm of David. Beginning with verse 6, he encourages prayers for Jerusalem, the traditional capital of Israel. Verse 6, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they be secure who love you. Peace be within your walls and security within your towers. For my brothers and companions' sake, I will say, Peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, or Yahweh our God, I will seek your good. We begin by praying 
for peace to rest upon Israel. I realize that seems almost nonsensical because there is so much violence. And quite frankly, there's going to be violence until the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ, comes to defeat Israel's enemies and establishes his millennial kingdom. Yet, when we pray, we're praying against the violence, against those who hate and seek Israel's demise. And so despite the uphill battle for peace in the Middle East, we nonetheless pray for peace to come to Israel. And we see that that is of biblical precedent. We pray that God would use his power to draw Israel's leaders to seek him, to seek his wisdom, his plan, and his will for them. If any nation needs God's wisdom, it's Israel, his people. So we pray that God would draw them, the leadership of Israel, to seek him, which is probably something they're not doing. But we ask God to make it so. Thirdly, we, we pray against the plans of Israel's enemies, the plans that they are making to pursue doing her harm. We pray that God will frustrate those plans and bring their wicked intents upon themselves. May their wicked plans fall on their heads. We pray for the leaders of supporting countries, especially the United States, that they will seek God in his will and, and, and that they will support Israel in their determination to live as a sovereign nation and to live out that sovereignty in peace. This is an important one. Listen to it carefully. I think we should pray against the tendency of the flesh to commit atrocities, their own atrocities, against their enemies. What I mean by that is it's very tempting when someone has mistreated you as grossly as Israel has been mistreated, that in the quest of ridding herself of her enemies, the temptation of the flesh is to sink to that same level. And uh, we want to pray against that for Israel. You know, it's one thing to defend yourself, and that's good. It's another thing to seek to root out terrorist groups that are on your border seeking your demise, and that's, that's good too. But it's, it's quite another to sink to the level of the terrorists and commit your own brand of atrocities. I would encourage you to pray that Israel will engage this war in a manner approved by Yahweh, that they will not sink to the level of the savages that want her wiped from the face of the earth. Well, these are some of the ways I believe we should pray for Israel. But I also believe we should pray for the Palestinians living in Gaza. You see, not all Palestinians are radicalized. Not all of them are actively seeking to harm Israel. There are many who are simply trying to live their lives in peace, to raise their families, to do their work, to enjoy a life free of harm lurking under every bush. These are people who are being used by the terrorists. 
And they're literally stuck between a rock and a hard place. Try to imagine yourself being there. And they have nowhere to go. No way to defend themselves. They're living without food, without water, without sanitation, without medical attention, without a decent roof over their head because it's all being obliterated. So I encourage you to pray for the innocent ones that they can stay out of harm's way. Pray that they will find a secure place to sleep at night, that their children will not be casualties of war, and that in this conflict they will not become radicalized. It would be so easy with Israel coming against Gaza, taking every, everything for those who are innocent to begin to hate and to become radicalized, and we don't want to see that happen, so we pray against that. And I would encourage you to pray that the innocent ones will do what they can to frustrate the Hamas terrorists. You know, I believe they need to stand up to those who are using them and to do what they can to root them out. I know that that's a dangerous position to take, but they're in danger uh, no matter what they do. So rather, I'd rather be in danger trying to get rid of people who are hurting me than just letting them do their thing, which brings the wrath of another country down on me. Well, I encourage us to pray for the relief agencies that are trying to get food, water, medicine, sanitation into Gaza, that they will be able to do so and that the supplies will go to the innocent ones and not into the hands of the terrorists. And finally, I encourage us to pray for Rania, to pray for her salvation, for her safety, that she will be able to find food, water, medicine, and other supplies for herself and her family. You know, it's a, a desperate situation in Israel and in Gaza and in the West Bank and other locations in the Middle East. It seems hopeless, and apart from Christ, it is hopeless. But in Christ, there is hope. And so let us, who know Christ, pray for peace to come and for the plans of the evil one to be thwarted at every turn. And let us pray for the light of the gospel to find a home in many hearts among the Israelites and among the Palestinians. Well, let's take a moment to pray. Heavenly Father, right now I lift up the nation of Israel, and I thank you for gathering her back into her homeland and for the way that you have blessed and provided and, and given them so much prosperity there. And yet, as we know, they are living right in the center of a hotbed of nations who hate her and want to see her destroyed. Father, I just pray for your continued protection and provision for Israel. And I do pray that you would use your supernatural power to draw Israel's leaders to seek you and to follow your direction. Father, I pray that you would thwart the plans of the evil one, that you would thwart the plans of those who hate your people and want to do her harm. I pray that you would thwart them at every turn. I pray, Lord, that you would give them success
in rooting out Hamas and setting the the innocent Palestinians free from this horrendous group who hate and only want to destroy. And I pray also then for the Palestinians, uh, Lord, that for those who are innocent, that you would protect them, provide for them. Lord, I don't even know how all that works in such a horrendous situation, but I pray in some way you would reveal yourself to them, that they would not become radicalized, that they would hear your voice and that they would see the realities that are around them, that they would rise up against those who are using them as pawns in this situation. And I pray, Lord, that you would um, bring salvation to Rania's life, to her family, that you would provide food and shelter and medicine for them, and that they would make it through this conflict and be able to live for you and be a witness for you. So, Lord, I lift this impossible situation to you because you're the only one who can deal with it. And I pray that you would honor yourself through what you do and that you would benefit those people there with your grace and your mercy. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this coming Sunday finds us in Revelation chapter 6, verses 7 and 8, and the fourth horse and rider being unleashed from the seven-sealed scroll. Sunday will also be a time of communion, and so I encourage you to prepare your heart and mind for that special time of worship. Until then, God bless and have a great week.